Hey friends, welcome to another episode. I am so excited to introduce you guys to my new friend, Caroline Potter. She's a wife, mama, and the voice behind Flourish, where she encourages women to cultivate conscious living, balance, and give themselves grace, and to make small changes to have a big impact in their health, joy, and energy. And today we're going to be talking about stress on our body and adrenal fatigue and what that does to us as moms and business owners and some ways that we can overcome that. I am so excited to dig into this episode. It was full of so much goodness. So without further ado, here we go. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Caroline. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to chat with you today. I am excited for you to share all your wisdom on adrenal fatigue. And just like we were talking about before we hit record, you and I both have experienced this pre-mom life, post-mom life, and it happens Mm -hmm. way more than people realize that it does or people don't understand that that's what they have and how to help fix it. So I can't wait for you to share on that. But why don't you go ahead and give the listeners a little insight to who you are and what you do and what it has been like to be a mom and an entrepreneur. (laughs) I like to say I wear many hats, um, sometimes literally and figuratively with, you know, fun postpartum hair loss. (laughs) But yeah, so I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. I am a wife, a mama. I have a darling two-year-old who hopefully is napping. Um, And yeah, I, I started my business right out of college or like Oh gosh, probably a year and a half out of college. Um, I met my husband at the end of college. He's a little bit older than me. And we got married right after I graduated and he's in the military. So I just knew that setting up like a brick and mortar business or going to a nine to five, like we would be moving every, you know, 
about three years and I knew that just wasn't really realistic. Plus I come from a family of entrepreneurs and I don't like to be told what to do. So (laughs) being an entrepreneur was just a really good fit. But, um, I got diagnosed with my first autoimmune disease, type one diabetes. Um, when I was 20, I was a junior in college. And so that really played a big role in, you know, me wanting to help other people and just not finding a lot of answers through the medical community and doing like a lot of digging. Um, so I went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist after college. Um, and that kind of started my business. It was first called colorful eats. Um, and everything was like food, food blogging, you know, I feel like back in the day when everyone became a food blogger. (laughs) Um, and I loved it. I wrote a cookbook. Um, I'll have to get you a copy of that, Michelle, but, um, so much fun. You know, those those early days of entrepreneurship where I'm sure a lot of people can relate. You just say yes to everything that comes your way and um, you think you have to do it all. And you, you know, there's no, when you're an entrepreneur and, and even when you're a mom, I think, I think both being an entrepreneur and a mom are so similar because no one hands you like a playbook. No one tells you like, okay, this is what you do today. Like this is what you wake up and do. Um, And this is how you do it. And this is how you can do it better. And this is how you can save more time. Like you kind of have to figure all that stuff out. So definitely a really big learning curve. And, And when I started about five, six years ago, there wasn't as much education on entrepreneurship as there is now. Um, so what was even your question? I'm just guess I'm going in <laughs> as the mom brain kicks in of like, oh, I have that time. <laughs> no, just of like, what was it like um, starting being a mompreneur? Like, what did that look like um, in the sense of, I mean, I know that we always all think like, oh, if I would have started my business way before kids, but even the transition of like, what does that mm-hmm. look like of your day of how do you work and get things done? So my business was definitely well established um, before I became a mom. I will say that part. Um, What I can say is that since I've become a mom, I kind of say I've had less time and more time all at the same time, if that makes sense. So my working hours are are so much more limited, but I get so much more done. It's so crazy. Um, and just in the past two years of becoming a mom and really the journey even starts before that with pregnancy, I had a really rough pregnancy. I didn't get out of bed, couldn't really open my eyes for the first like four to five months. Um, and so it just forced me to get super productive. And, and the crazy thing that happened is when I got so clear on my vision and I got so clear on what I was saying yes to and what I was saying no to. And I said no to a lot of things rather than just saying yes to everything. And what happened is my productivity and my impact, which I'm really big on impact, um, as well as my income, which is just a side bonus, like, oh, yay. (laughs) Um, All of that grew like crazy actually after I became a mom. And so my impact and my income both grew, but my work hours decreased. Um, And I mean, I could talk all day long about productivity, but I think that was just a really big part of it is knowing like, okay, the clock is ticking, like literally the clock is ticking on nap time or lack of nap time as we were the other day. And it's like, you know, I love my business and I love my daughter so much. And I think, um, I'm definitely a really passionate person. And I think when you, when you have that strong passion that comes from your heart, um, you're like, 
you just give everything. And so I'm the type of person that like when nap time starts or when I have help in the house, like I just go, like I give 110% during those super, super limited hours that I have probably why I crash at night and need so much sleep. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think just learning to work smarter, not harder. And I know that's kind of a buzzword, especially now, but, um, there really are a lot of ways you can do that, um, for sure. And we can definitely tie that into health and adrenal fatigue. I think that plays a huge role, um, in learning how to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And that's for sure. Since becoming an entrepreneur in motherhood, for me, it's learning like what yeses are going to fulfill me and bring joy and which ones, like if it doesn't do that, then it's okay to say no, or to like realize that sometimes there's a no because I need to say no, because there's something else that needs to happen. Like the first day of school, like, obviously that's not going to be missed (laughs) things like that, um, that come up. So I love that. I always say like saying no allows you to say your best possible. Yes. And you never know what that yes is that's around the corner, but you know, you have to guard those. Like I really guard what I say yes to and what I say no to. And, and I'm sure that I've made some people mad, but you know what? Like my responsibility is to myself and to my husband and my daughter. And if those people are taken care of, then that is ultimately what matters the most. Yes. 100%. Well, why don't you dive in and tell us about adrenal fatigue and what that looks like? Okay. Um, big topic. (laughs) I think, Um, I think before we talk about adrenal fatigue, we first have to really understand what stress is. And so um, I think sometimes we think of stress as like that stressed out person that's sitting in, you know, maybe we even think of like the show, The Office, um, or we think of someone like who's who's sitting in a traffic jam all day or someone with a big corporate office that's running around like crazy and stress at its core is um, the true definition of it is any change in equilibrium. So equilibrium is just another word for status quo. Um, So if you think about it, like we have changes all day long. And so stress can actually be a like a positive life event. So something like getting married, a big one is having a child. Um, even going on vacation, like that is highly stressful on your body because think about it, like by you going on vacation, you're changing your status quo, you're changing what bacteria you're, you know, putting in your mouth through food, what water you're drinking, like that's highly stressful. Um, And so when we fully understand like what stress is, I think it's so eye-opening to then understand, like think about your day, think about your week, maybe even think about your year and be like, oh, maybe there was a little more stress involved in my life than I actually realized. And so I think just understanding fully what stress is, is, is the most important aspect. Um, and then when it comes to adrenal fatigue, I kind of like to think of adrenal fatigue, like let's say your phone. So what would happen if you didn't charge your phone like ever? it would die. It would just be like, Hey, I'm done. Like I'm done. I'm shutting off. Um, or, you know, what if you, what if you charged your phone for like three minutes every day and you never gave it that like full charge, what would happen? It would still do the same thing and be like, I'm done. I'm shutting off. Like, Oh, right. Um, and so that's kind of what happens with adrenal fatigue. Another way I like to describe it is like a rubber band or a hair tie. Um, 
when you first pull it out of the package, it's super elastic and it stretches and it bounces right back, right? But eventually over time, you keep stretching and stretching and stretching and it's either going to snap or it's going to break. And so those are just really good analogies of kind of what happens with adrenal fatigue. And so we live in a world, this modern world, as beautiful as it is and, and many opportunities we have in modern times that I'm so thankful for, um, you know, there's also a flip side of that. I mean, technology, well, that technology makes this all possible, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I've met so many friends virtually through technology that I truly can call friends. Like that's a beautiful part. But the flip side is, you know, we're always on our phones. We're always connected to something that's constantly stimulating as these constant stimuli are just barraging us all the time. And then you got to think about environmental toxins, toxins in our skincare, toxins in the water, like toxins in paint, like so many toxins, um, which is also really stressful. And then just other things that modern life brings, especially as a mom, like think about how you run from event to event. Like, you know, it's sometimes like I get to the end of the day and as careful as I am to not have a lot of stress in my life. The other day I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even sat down all day. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. like modern life is both beautiful, but also highly stressful. And so when you add all these things together, you can see how your body is just like, oh my gosh, like I need to be recharged. And so pretty much what adrenal fatigue is, is it's your body just, it's waving that flag. It's seeing, hey, here's some warning signals. Um, I need to be recharged, so to speak. Mm. So basically um, what I'm hearing you say is probably every mom this last year has experienced some type of adrenal fatigue because all of our worlds got turned upside down. All of everything changed, stresses that none of us have ever felt. So 2020 might, could probably be like the adrenal, the year we all experienced adrenal fatigue. So I yes. can't wait for you to share a little bit more of like how we can identify this and how do we fix this? Because I know we are all probably living in it because I even still feel like we are so out of any routine from because of quarantine, whether that be good and maybe it was good. And maybe some of us were so stressed out that getting to have the quiet time of quarantine helped us come back down into center. Cause I know that was a huge piece of quarantine to start with for me. Yeah. I was like, this is a good time where I'm going to pause. And guess what? Nobody's going to care and no one's going to question if I'm not going to do any business stuff. So I just took the pause because I needed it. But, um, you know, as you were like going through and thinking some things like I never even thought about, oh, vacation is such a huge thing of why do you not always feel good sometimes when you come back from vacation and to even think about the water and how the water changes you and things like that um, was just really interesting to hear too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I think that I think a lot of people through this whole coronavirus quarantine thing, I mean, it's been hard. Like I literally made an international move back to the States with a 20 month old without my husband. Um, and then coronavirus started a month later. So like, oh <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it compounds, like give yourself some grace uh, and, and press pause. Like I think pressing pause is, is so good, especially now that it's summer, like just if you got to watch a movie, like watch a movie and don't yeah. have any guilt for that, but like make sure you're resting. But um, I think the good thing that I've been hearing a lot from people over the past few months is people have realized 
just how much they do every single day. Mm -hmm. And not that any of these things are bad things or illegal things, or there's anything wrong with it, but too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And so I think a really good thing to ask yourself, is this a good thing or is this the best thing for me and my family and my business right now and even my health? And so I think, yeah, there's been some really hard, hard moments. Um, there's been a lot of tears and a lot of prayers and a lot of chocolate over the past few months. But I think for a lot of people, um, it, you know, it, may, it really made us realize like we can say no to a lot more. And there's a lot more that of this kind of fluff and this filler that maybe is stressing us out that we definitely can can cut out. So I think um, learning what you're saying yes to and saying no to, I know we've already talked about that. I think that's a really, um, really big part of it. I think another really great activity um, for moms, and there's so many different ways you can do this. I like to call it a brain dump. I don't know if you've ever done one for your business, but this is, it's so much fun. So I would just encourage you like set a timer for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If you have 30 minutes, um, make yourself a fun beverage, get some chocolate, whatever you want to do. And, and maybe you're going to do like just a brain dump of your total life, or maybe you're going to do a brain dump of like just what are all the things your family does? And maybe think like pre-quarantine, pre-coronavirus, maybe even think ahead to like, if your school year is going back to normal, like, okay, should I really be doing all these things? Um, should I really be running around and have, you know, 10 things that I have to do every single day? And do my kids really need to play five sports? Probably not, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I think, just doing that. Um, and there's so many different ways you can like do a brain dump, but just kind of figure out what, what avenue you want to go down. And, um, that, that might help you kind of navigate what you want to say yes to and what you want to say no to. Um, and then my other big encouragement, I definitely can give some practical tips on how to kind of solve it. But another piece of the puzzle, I think, um, the great part is when you slow down, you, um, can pay attention to your body's cues and your body's signals so much more. And often there's so much noise and chaos in life that we don't actually, our body is brilliant at signaling us. But what happens is we have so many other stimuli um, that we don't realize those body signals. And so um, I think a, a big part of your health journey has to be kind of slowing down in order to really listen to what your body is seeing. And I'm not saying like all of a sudden you're going to get some like perfect picture of what's going on. Um, but it definitely can really, really help you. And it, it does sound a little bit voodoo. I totally get that. But, um, it's something that all of my students are like, Oh my gosh, like I figured out so much just by slowing down a little bit. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and so I think that's really great, but my encouragement to you guys would be like, if you're in a status quo that you don't like, um, and you're in a status quo that you don't think is your full potential, like your full potential, not someone else that can seem like they have it all together, or that's a Pinterest mom, nothing against Pinterest moms by any means, or, but, but like if your status quo isn't what you know you can be and the woman you can become and the wife you can be and the entrepreneur you can be and the mama you can be, then have the courage to be like, okay, like this is not okay. And 
I'm going to do something to change that. And that's only something you can do. You have to have that moment within yourself. Like I can give you this great five-step plan and you can take my workshop and you can buy all your supplements and you can go to yoga and you can take your power naps. But like, if you don't own that decision to be like, I am done with this status quo. I am done with my hair falling out. I'm done being exhausted. I'm done being overwhelmed. I'm done not feeling like myself. You ultimately are the one that has to be like, okay, I'm done with this and I'm committing and I'm making a change. And that really has to come from you. And I I think that is, that's the hardest step. Um, And I will say that the clients that have like the most success doing air quotes over here um, are the ones that have made that internal decision um, first. And then they say, Hey, like I need help to figure out then what to do. Um, But I can't make that internal decision for you. That's something only, you know, that can come from you. You can't Google how to fix that. Um, And so I think sometimes too, what happens is we like get so used to the status quo um, you know, we make shirts about it. Like there's shirts that say like, but first coffee or there's shirts that say mom brain or, you know, we laugh about these things, but, um, in total mom brain moment, I just forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> but like sometimes we get so used to the status quo and we get so used to like functioning at this lower level that we kind of have forgotten that that's not what reality has to be. Like we can truly function at that higher level. Um, you know, I, I had someone the other day tell me they thought just like waking up with a headache every morning was normal. I was like, Nope, that's not normal. It's just been normal for you for so long. It's become normal. And that's the same thing that happens a lot, especially as moms, especially as those of us who are, you know, have really big serving hearts and um, really care about others on a deep level is so often we can forget that um, we really can feel better than we're currently feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I even just, as you're talking, thinking about how, um, I think in, in this last year, I have learned that by me saying no to things, the world will still go on. The world is not going to stop by me being like, mm, that's just not in my best interest or isn't mm-hmm. going to serve me right now. And I've also learned that like, you can't be responsible for other people's happiness, that like their like their happiness is their own. And like, yes, like you were saying that as moms, we come from this like serving heart of that. Mm -hmm. We want to help everyone and we want them to all, um, feel loved, but outside of like our family, we can't make ourselves responsible for other people's happiness and necessarily how they feel. And so that's one thing that I've learned to be like, okay, I can't fix their problem. I can help, but it's not Mm -hmm. my responsibility. And that even took a big weight off of like stress because I'm just the type of person and it could, it's just in my personality that like when other people are sad, I feel sad or when there's, you know, I am feel there, like, you know, it's almost like that. Like I just feel people's pain very easy. And so it's so easy to become overstressed. And with coronavirus, I've just kind of realized like I, that's, I understand and I can feel for you and empathize with you, but I don't have to take that on myself. So true. And that comes down to like boundaries, kind of everything you're describing. And oh my gosh, that could be a whole nother hour chat, but oh my gosh, just boundaries are so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So what are some ways if as moms are listening now and they're like, well, crap, I might have adrenal fatigue or I, I probably am suffering from this right now. What are some things that we can do practically as moms to kind of help us overcome this? Okay. So my biggest encouragement is, um, to have what I like to call a margin day or, um, a Sabbath day. So it it doesn't typically, you know, the Sabbath could be, um, like a Sunday or a Saturday, but whatever you want to call it, Sabbath day, margin day. Um, but just a day, you know, Sabbath in its true form just means to rest or to rest from work. And so maybe, um, I always tell people, I'm like, especially if I, if I get a a person that's like me who loves their to-do list and loves accomplishing things, I'm like, maybe you have to start with like a half a margin day or a half a Sabbath day. Um, but pretty much just what that means is it doesn't mean it's a day where you're just going to like sit around and do nothing. Although that's totally fine. I'll need those sometimes. Um, but just a day where like you have nothing planned. Um, we did this the other day and it turned out to be one of my favorite days that we've had as a family, um, the past few months. And we went to like, we had no plans. We just got in the car. We went and got a coffee at drive through. And then we went to this museum that was open and it was just like such a fun day, but we had no plans. And, um, that is just so important to break up that go, go, go hustle mentality. Um, you know, maybe it's something like for me on Sunday, I do not cook and I've made that very clear to my husband, um, who cooks a lot. We both love to cook. Um, and it's something fun we love to do together. Um, and so I, we have, gluten-free freezer pizza (laughs) and we don't make a mess. And if he really wants to, he loves smoking on his, um, he's a big green egg and he loves doing that. And I very politely say, I would love to do that. I would love to eat that, but you're going to be responsible for all of that. Um, and so some people listening may seem like I'm a mean person or something. And obviously (laughs) I have this conversation in a very gracious way, but that's just a routine that we've established. Um, sometimes the other day he didn't, um, want pizza and I didn't really want pizza either. So we went out and got some food, but just like that break in your routine. Um, and, and that's so important. So whether or not you have to start with a half day or a full day, or maybe it's just an afternoon, I know on either, um, Thursday or Friday afternoon kind of just depends on what's going on that week. But Remington and I, after she wakes up from her nap, um, I bring her into bed with me and I put a movie on for about an hour on the laptop and we sit there and snuggle and she's two years old. So she doesn't snuggle that much anymore with yeah. me. And sometimes I nap the whole time she's watching her movie, but just little things like that, that you can build in margin. Um, and maybe you're like, okay, I, I can't figure out how to have a whole day of margin, but like have an afternoon, like start somewhere, um, just anywhere that you can build in that rest. So that's one of my biggest starting steps. Um, Another really great thing that you can do is self-care. And before anyone like tunes out and thinks I'm going to talk about going and getting a massage or taking a bubble bath, um, self-care really is just any way that you can intentionally choose to fill up your cup. And as a mom, it might literally be five minutes. Um, For me today on a crazy day where I don't have any help um, and I have a lot of work tasks, I took about 10 minutes before this podcast interview and I made a cup of 
hot cocoa and I just kind of like sat and took a deep breath. And so there are so many ways where you can incorporate self-care. Um, I'll include a link. I have a little like calendar cheat sheet and it gives you ideas for a whole month, but, and they're all like free ideas you can do from home. But what that does is that takes your body out of that hustle mode where your cortisol is pumping, your blood sugar is rising, um, your heart rate is rising, that kind of like stress hormone cortisol impact. Um, and it takes your body out of that mode and it puts your body into rest mode. When you can calm those stress hormones, you can calm that, um, hormonal response. And that is one way that you can rest. Um, and you also can raise your stress levels. And so whatever form of self-care, again, that really comes back to, like I said before, like you have to own this. Um, I can give you 30 ways to do self-care at home for free in under 10 minutes, but until you own it, until you realize like, I need to do this, you're not going to see that change. Um, but yeah, that self-care aspect, I know, I know it, it, it sometimes has a good connotation and a bad connotation, but for me, it has a really good connotation and it's just any way you can intentionally choose to fill up your cup. I mean, the other day I was just really tired and I was a little bit frustrated with a lot of things that were going on. And I just asked my husband, I was like, Hey, can you go bathe Remington? And I just like took a shower. <laughs> I just like needed a moment. Um, alone. And, and maybe that's even like putting on a 10 minute show. If you have super little ones and you're like, okay, mama just needs like to breathe for a second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, there's, there's so many ways that you can incorporate it, but my best advice is never to feel guilty because when you take care of yourself, you will show up in such a better way, um, to love and to serve others and your impact will only grow from there. Um, but you first have to, you know, like they say in the airplanes, you first have to put your own oxygen mask on. And if you're not putting your oxygen mask on, you can't put anyone else's on. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you really just have to support your body in that way. So I think those would be my two top tips that are like super practical ways you can actually incorporate, um, healing into your life. So, um, first of all, I'm a huge thing of self self care and agreeing that like, sometimes it can just be taking a bath or like, mm -hmm. um, self care. I know we've talked on another episode about that. Sometimes self care can happen like with your kids. Like for mm -hmm. me, like when we go on a hike or go out into nature, I don't know, lately there's been something about nature and something about farms that brings me so <laughs> much peace. I just think like, I'm like, I, cause I think we've just all been trapped in our houses that I'm like, I just need out. Um, but, you know, and that can even be a way of self-care. So as we're kind of bringing those cortisol levels down and the stress hormones down, is there a way is with adrenal fatigue, is this something that like we just will constantly go in and out of, or can you eventually be in a state where like in a, I don't know what the right word is, like in a perfect or healed you know, yeah. could your adrenal fatigue be healed? What does that look like? What does that feel like once you have accomplished that? Okay. I just have to back up a second and said, I love what you said about incorporating your kids into self-care. I think that is so important because I think now more than ever, our children need to understand like what it looks like to watch their mom or their caregiver or their parent take care of themselves. And 
the way we are modeling that to our children is going to affect them so much just in with everything that modern life has. So I love that you said that, like we have got Mm -hmm. to model this to our children. Um, and then, yes, you know, it's really hard. Um, I'm not a doctor. So, and and I think most doctors would even say like, you know, unless it's a a broken bone, is there like really a clear cut definition of what healing looks like? Um, you know, that that's really hard to say. Um, but I definitely think that healing is a journey. Um, and I think it's going to have ups and downs. And from what I've seen in my own life, as well as lots of clients, um, and what I've studied is that, um, healing definitely is a journey. And, and I think you get to a point where your symptoms are pretty much gone and it's not going to be like your top struggle, so to speak. Um, but then what may happen is something like coronavirus may happen, or you may move, or you may get really sick, or you may have a traumatic experience and you're going to kind of experience like a flare up. But if the great thing about when you take the steps to truly like heal your body and you work through that that initial phase of healing, which is always going to be the hardest, you're going to recognize that. Um, and you're going to recognize and be like, Oh my gosh, like there is, I just experienced a really big trauma or something that was super emotional. Like, you know, I'm going to need to up my adrenal supplements again, or I'm going to really need to the next few months, make sure that I take a power nap once a week or something like that. So you're going to have those tools that you need to recognize that. Um, and I think once you get to that point where you've really done all that initial hard work, you most likely, um, won't have a big crash again. So I can just say from like personal experience is, um, I had a really rough, both pregnancy and postpartum. I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, my second autoimmune disease postpartum, and it was really, really hard. Um, and it took me, uh, I would say a little over a year, definitely a little over a year to really, really get my adrenal system working again. And the amazing thing is, is it it really like I started feeling great right before we moved. Um, and then I was like, Oh my gosh, like international move. This is a lot of work. But what happened through that international move is, as I started recognizing little symptoms, um, and I was like, okay, I don't want a big crash anymore, you know, again to happen. Um, And then we went into all of coronavirus. And so I just started recognizing these little signs and I was like, okay, we're pulling everything out, like everything in my toolkit, everything that I do with clients, like I am doing everything. And I never had that really big crash. And, um, I kind of got through that these past few months of really boosting my body. And now I feel great. Um, and so, yeah, I think it just, it kind of, ebbs and flows, you know, like with life, life isn't just, doesn't go in a straight line. Um, but I do think once you, you have these tools, um, there's something that will carry with you for life. Mm, Yeah. And that is true as you are, you know, even when it goes back to like self-care and, um, I think I even posted the other day on social media talking about how self-care and like our mental health and our adrenal health is not a sprint it's a long-term, like not even a marathon because a marathon, there's a finish line. It's always like a constant, it just will ebb and flow and change. Um, 
And so that's how I kind of hear like what you're saying of, yes, you can feel better, but knowing like the warning signs and even I think of my postpartum was really hard too after my second son and I had really bad postpartum depression and anxiety. But now that I'm on the other side of it and I've kind of healed from it, I can tell when there's like triggers or all of a sudden I'm starting to feel like things come on or random things are making me just anxious. Um, I can be like, Oh, I need to take a step back. Like I need to take a step back and, or use some of the tools that I have used to overcome some of that. Yeah. I love what you said about recognizing those triggers and then having the tools um, because that's, that's so important. And if you think about anything in life, I mean, you know, most businesses, you wouldn't just, um, you know, work like a day here or a day there. You wouldn't really build something successful. Same with like, if you're like, oh, I want to run a marathon. You wouldn't just go run once and then all of a sudden be a marathon runner or like with eating healthy, you know, all these things, they definitely do ebb and flow. And there might be seasons where you run more or you eat healthier and that's totally okay. But if you want to look at that big picture, these are little things that you, you know, you want to do. It's got to come from a place of want, not from a place of need, but these are just little things and little tweaks that you can do all the time um, to really see good results. Mm, Yeah. So give us your one last thing of why a mom needs to be conscious and looking for adrenal fatigue in her life. I, it would just come down to when you feel your best self, um, you can love and serve others to the best of your ability. And we've all been there when we have a headache or we're tired or we're hungry. What do we do? We don't, we don't love others that well. That's just a reality of being human and don't put guilt on yourself, but recognize, recognize those signs that, Hey, maybe something isn't right. Like, and then what can I do about it? Um, and why, you know, why, why do you want to change? Um, you know, maybe you want the energy to, to be able to play with your kiddos. Um, it seems like they have never ending energy, um, but maybe, you know, you want the energy to not collapse at nap time and you want to build a side hustle business business. And, and, you know, it's really got to come from that place of want. Um, but just recognize that you will love and serve others, um, as well as serve your responsibilities, because we all have responsibilities. Um, and you will do that in such a better way when you feel your best self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't it that we all wish of like God's design of like, why don't they have a, like, why is there so much energy in them all the time? Or why as like a mom of young children, is it not something that I naturally like, oh, after you have a baby, here's an energy boost because you're yeah. going to need it, right? Like don't I we know. all wish that that would be the thing instead of it's like, and I can remember when I was pregnant with my first son and everyone was always saying, well, nap now because you're going to be so tired. And I was like, whatever. And then you have, to, and now you're on the other side and you're like, yeah, sleep. That was sleep, right. Sleep while you can <laughs> because you never, you think you're tired now. Like I used to be in charge of some college interns at one of my jobs and they would come in and be like, I'm so tired. And I had, you know, Turner was little. And I was like, if you come in here and say you're tired one more time, you have no idea what tired feels like. <laughs> oh yeah. College tired was nothing compared I know. to mom tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, This was so good, and I hope that this was helpful for other mamas to help them recognize um, 
maybe that they are feeling this in some ways that they can help fix it. Last question I always ask everyone is if you had to give your best advice to a mama that's deep in the little years, which you still are deep in the little years, what would it be? Just that everything is a season and um, just because they're in a, a frustrating season or a wonderful season it, or you're sick of diapers and you want to get them out of the diapers or they're going through three to four months sleep regression, which was so fun. Yes. Um, it, it's a season and it passes and nothing, nothing is permanent. Um, nothing is permanent. And so give yourself what you need to navigate those seasons, both the good seasons and the bad seasons and never put any guilt on yourself. Um, and, and don't put too much pressure on yourself. I'm a type one Enneagram. So a lot of the pressure comes from me. It's all internal. Um, but just, yeah, just recognize that it's not going to be there permanently. <laughs> they change <Yeah>. so quickly. <laughs> so, so fast. And even like my boys, a friend took a picture of them we finally got to go to the park with our best friends the other day and she sent this picture and I was like, who are these like teenagers? Yeah. They're so big. Like it, <laughs> it went so fast and I never, you know, and of course when you're deep in it, you're like, whatever, it's not going to go fast. This takes forever. And now I'm like, Oh, but could you go back? And now my cousin's little son, we've given him all of our clothes. And so I see pictures of, of the baby Aww. in like my boys' clothes. And I'm like, Oh, but I don't want to go back to that right now. You know, but yes, it is. It's just a season. And totally I feel like every season, it just keeps getting better. Oh my gosh, it does. I, I am the weird one who loved the newborn phase, like loved it. Um, and it was really hard. I actually dealt with postpartum depression and anxiety. And, and we, um, when I was working with a therapist, a big part of that came down to transitioning out of that newborn season. And that was a really big trigger for me because I actually dealt with postpartum, um, a lot later than a lot of people do. And, and oh my gosh, if I had known like how much fun, like I just ran up to Remington's room. She's like, I love you, mommy, you know, like in her cute little voice. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just, oh, it, it does really only continue to get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. So if people want to connect with you after this, where can they find you? Yes. So my website and my company is called Flourish. Um, my URL is flourish-living.com. And then I'm on Instagram. Please come introduce yourself. Um, Caroline, two underscores, Potter. Um, and send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. What a great episode, right, friends? Did you guys catch when Caroline said that she has a cookbook? Her cookbook is actually called All American Paleo Table, Classic Homestyle Cooking from a Grain-Free Perspective. I took a sneak peek of this and these recipes, friends, look amazing and they are all healthy and great and they're the American food that we all know and love to have on our tables. So I'm actually going to partner with Caroline this week. If you are listening to the podcast, head on over to Instagram to the Busy Years Podcast 
page and we will be doing a giveaway of one of Caroline's cookbooks. You can also find her cookbook on Amazon and again it's called All American Paleo Table Classic Homestyle Cooking from a Grain-Free Perspective. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at michelleannhagan. Or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.